Welcome to the Not Last Podcast, Season 1, Episode 6. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Today's topic is titled, The Golden Hour. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Today we're shifting gears a bit, not talking about cycling, but about running. More specifically, ultra-marathon running. In the ultra scene, this is one of the top races in the world. And let me set the scene for this litmus test of human capability. It takes place in the California Sierra Nevada mountains in the last weekend of June. The task, 100 miles of trail. Starting at the Squaw Valley Ski Resort and ending at Placer High School in Auburn, California. These scorching hot temperatures are then cooled down by snow-covered peaks. The wildlife is standing around, wondering what the heck you're doing out here. You're crossing rivers, uneven terrain, experiencing extreme fatigue, exhaustion, hunger, thirst, and you're alone. The task is Herculean. Climb over 18,000 feet. Descend nearly 23,000 feet. Think of your knees not to mention the rest of your joints. You wake up and start at 5 a.m. Oh, and nearly half of this race is in the dark. You have 30 hours. Tick, tock. This incredible feat is known as the Western States 100. This race started in 1972 with a group of seven soldiers who wanted to prove that 100 miles could be marched in less than two days. Two years later, in 1974, the 24-hour mark had been broken. I love these races, and I love ultra running for a number of reasons. The most overarching is that it's such a true test of human capability. Here is the mark. How close can you get? Here is your time frame. Can you meet it? To achieve this on paper... Here's all you have to do. You have to run an average of 3.33 miles per hour. That's equivalent to an 18-minute mile pace. You're going to burn between 13,000 and 15,000 calories. To give you some perspective, a cliff Bar has 240 calories, and that's about 54 cliff Bars to eat. Not to mention your hydration needs. Your gut, your stomach is stressed. You want to eat everything and nothing at the same time while on the verge of collapse. Oh, and that clock hasn't stopped counting down. At the end of the day, when the race is over, there's always a winner. There's always someone in the top five. Actually, there's five of them. Same with the top ten, etc. The fastest runners finish somewhere in the range of 14 to 18 hours. Jim Walmsley holds the course record in 14 hours, 9 minutes, and 28 seconds. Ellie Greenwood is hot on his heels with the women's course record of 16 hours, 47 minutes, and 19 seconds. Most runners finish well under 24 hours. At Western States, there's over an 80% chance that you're going to finish this race. Then something unique happens. 
After the winners have showered and cleaned up, the tone of the race shifts substantially. As the looming cutoff of 30 hours approaches, the crowd shifts and refocuses not on celebrating the fastest runners and their awe-inspiring performance, but instead it leans heavily on the sheer aspect of human achievement. 100 miles in 30 hours or less, a grueling feat for anyone to attempt. Some do it better than others, but that in no way diminishes the effort, the sacrifice, the dedication to qualify and compete at Western states. Every year, around 6,600 people enter their name into a lottery who want to run this. Typically, there's 365, 369 runners are selected. Attrition is about 70 to 80% of finishing. And in 2019, only 130 riders of the 369 finished in under 24 hours. That means in the last six hours of the race, the final six hours, 189 runners are racing through the finish line. Every single runner's achievement is celebrated at this race, which is truly unique. However, the final 60-minute window that these runners have to complete this monumental task is referred to as the golden hour. These are not your elites. They don't get paid to run for a living. They don't have easy access to top-tier training, nutrition, sponsorships, underwriters for travel, etc., They work full-time. They're up at those ungodly hours of the morning to get their runs in before work, after work, sometimes both. And they're up every single weekend at the crack of dawn to go get their long days in. Their support crew, their partner, sibling, kids, neighbor, relative, friend they met, trying to push them along to the finish line. These athletes, I would argue sacrifice more than others just to claw their way to the finish line. It's a palmar, a testament of their own fortitude and personal journey just to finish this race. They had this big, scary goal, put their name in a hat, didn't know if they were going to be selected, had the crowning achievement of being selected, and now the task was at hand to perform. This race starts at 5 in the morning. More than half of it is ran in the dark. The cutoff is at 10.59.59 a.m. The finish is on a high school track, and you have to run three quarters of a lap. Leading up to and through the final cutoff, these bleachers at the high school track begin to fill. More and more friends, family, community members, previous finishers, they all begin to line that high school track to celebrate the immense achievement of these athletes. Let me make one thing clear. This is not the courtesy clap you get from being towards the back or last place in your local 5K. This is the full roar of the crowd bringing you home, screaming at the top of their lungs to get you to the finish on time. The closer you get to that impending cutoff, the louder the roar of the crowd. For many, the goal is achieved. 
In 2019, the last runner to make the cutoff entered the track with only 90 seconds to spare. His finishing time, 29 hours, 59 minutes, and 38 seconds. For some, the dream is shattered. The cutoff is not met. However, their effort is still celebrated equally on that track. That is the golden hour. I know of only a few other disciplines in sport where the last place finisher is celebrated on equal footing as the winner. Running is special in this nature. Ultra running is even more special because nobody can fake their way through a 50 or 100 mile trail run. You must be prepared and you have to do the work. There is another ultra race that I watch every year that embodies the celebration of every athlete. And I'd also encourage you to check this one out. It's called UTMB, or Ultra du Mont Blanc. It's held at the end of August, and it starts and finishes in Chamonix, France. Similarly to Western states, it's right about 100 miles, 106 to be exact. But here's where it differs. It's 33,000 feet of elevation gain through the Alps. 2,500 runners compete in this race, and about 40% of them won't finish. That is just how demanding this race is. The winners finish somewhere in the range of 20 to 24 hours. Most complete this race in 48 hours, two straight days of running day to night to day to night. It's known as one of the most prestigious races in the world. This is where I find a lot of inspiration. It's these Herculean tasks, these monumental efforts that are seemingly impossible. This huge pile of work that you have to do and only you can do it. And if you don't, who cares? But if you do, Everyone cares. That is really inspiring for me. It's a chance to be really uncomfortable in a world where on every day-to-day interaction, we're relatively comfortable. We're in a climate-controlled environment. We have clean water, fresh food. We can drive to work. We can do all of these things that make our life easy and comfortable, and we really have to work to find things that make us uncomfortable. For me, that's cycling. For me, that's pushing myself and doing these these long rides and trying to be faster and faster and better and better. Because to me, that is my Herculean task. That is my level of, of discomfort. And I hope you're enjoying these little foyers into sport and it's causing you to maybe illuminate some thoughts, find some motivation, finally set out and try that big scary thing you've had rolling around in the back of your mind. I think now is as good a time as any to start to lay that groundwork for achieving your big scary goal, especially during COVID when there's not a lot going on. 
There's no better time to train than now. When it is time to do your race or your big event, you'll be ready. As always, I'd like to extend a big thank you to everyone who keeps tuning in and downloading these episodes. And I'd like to extend a big thank you and a welcome to those of you who are new to the Not Last podcast. I'm having a lot of fun with this personal project. I look forward to making these episodes each week. And I'll leave you with these three things to do until next week's episode. One, stay on target. Two, tell your friends about this podcast. And three, ask yourself, what's the first step to achieving that big scary goal and how do I take it? Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Not Last Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly. Follow us on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. This podcast is produced solely by me. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends. Music is generously permitted by the illustrious Flemingosis. My amazing artwork was created by the extremely talented Paige and Nochibar. Give them a follow and be sure to support local artists. You can find and subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher podcasts. Coming up next week is a behind-the-scenes look at how I found success being prepped and ready to go come race day, and how I've come to manage the dreaded race day jitters. I'm excited you're here, and I hope you'll come back soon.